July 5, 2021. It's the Watt for Pedro Show. <laughs> Thank you. 
from Pedro Show. Happy Monday. Started off with John Coltrane, Ogunda, and then Aiden Baker with Becoming Impulse. Uh, I saw Brother Matt last night at uh, Brother Vince Giobi, Lemonade Maker, a conspirator, and I, it was 13 months, 14 months since I seen Brother Matt last. Crane and myself and him are going to do a project called Pictures from the Pleasure Point. Anyway, I'm not man alone, though, because uh, you can probably hear <laughs> all the way from Berlin because of those Estonian software engineers with their Skype invention, Aiden Baker. Welcome aboard, Hello. Aiden. Thanks for having me. Yeah, well, we got to thank Tell Andrea Belfi for making the connect. Grazie. Exactly. Grazie. That's amazing. Yeah. No, I want to learn about your uh, journey through music. Please bring your earliest memory of music. My earliest memory of music. That's that's a tough call. Um, Remember, it's a Wild I, for Pedro show. There's no hard questions. There's no wrong answers. Well, I, I don't know that I could give a wrong answer to that, but to, you can't. to pinpoint it's a, for a Pedro first show. one, Just don't that have. would be. <laughs> um, bring it. Yeah, in. my uh, my parents are both musicians, so. I, I don't really remember there not being music in the house, so it was always there when I was a kid. And where was this? Canada. This was in Canada, in the countryside. I could tell because you said uh, you said house. <laughs> That's how you guys give yourself away. <laughs> you almost got it. You heard that you sound yeah, in there? It's in about in house, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Because we got a lot of. We got it. Well, that's kind of corny, but the, the, yeah. I know that actors, cause we got a lot of people in Hollywood from Canada and that's the thing yeah. they work on. <laughs> yeah. It's okay, it's man. Not... True North. So, so which part? Uh, just outside of Toronto. Okay. The big town. Yeah. yeah. What, um, the West so like... Hamilton or something like that? No, the other way, sort of uh, East, Northeast, okay. I guess. Um, on the way uh, to yeah, you probably you probably never would have any reason to go there if you're. Well, like I played Hull and I played Ottawa, and I yeah, know they're right that, on the river by uh, Quebec, right? Yeah, not that far east, uh, just like an hour outside of Toronto, so okay, just like, in the countryside, like the city. metro area. Okay, so yeah, you grew up in a musical family, and yeah, there was enough years away from vaudeville though that they didn't work you into the act. You know, Petrus Pop, Charlie Hayden, right? He, he was cowboy yodeling Charlie, like when he was yeah. three, you know? Uh, but so there's, I'm assuming there's a lot of instruments in the pad you grew up. Yeah, totally. Um, and uh, yeah, I, I think I had a ukulele was probably my first instrument when I was like three or four or something. And uh, <laughs> I made some hideous noise with that, I'm sure. Uh, <laughs> Can you remember the first record you bought with your own money? Uh, it was a compilation, one of those KTEL hits parade things. Oh, yeah, I remember those. Remember yeah, those. and it had, I think it had a Rush tune on it that I really liked. Um, <laughs> New World Man. You know, if you play a trio, everybody thinks you're into Rush. Of course. No, what about Cream? <laughs> Even Jimmy started his pain after he saw Cream. Yeah, true. No, no, nothing. I got to meet uh, a couple of the guys and, and because the Les Claypool big fan, and I was oh, yeah, opening it up for him. And I think it was <laughs> at a hockey arena in Toronto where the Maple Leafs so, used to play. Enough. Yeah, it was years ago in the 90s. And they were very nice gentlemen. Uh, yeah. What about the first gig you went and saw? Well, I mean, my parents took me to lots of gigs oh, when okay. I was kids. Uh, when I was a kid, um, one of the first big ones that I remember was seeing Weather Report. Actually, 
when I was like six. Joe Zabano. Yeah, and Jocko was still alive, so he was on base. Oh, they didn't have the check cat. No. Okay. No. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So, so that, a little that later. was seventy nine, maybe something like that. Well, uh, let me ask you about school. Were you in the choir, or the marching band, or shit like that? I was in the marching band, uh, and uh, my parents had choirs that they ran themselves, so I sang in those choirs too. But it wasn't oh, school. Bitching. And what would you work in the marching band? Uh, tenor sax. Ah. Okay. Was it yeah, your choice? We played like fucking Santa Claus parades all over <laughs> small town Santa Claus parades, which were pretty hellish. And uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the big, big wool suits and shit. Right? Yeah, sweating and freezing at the yeah, same time. Right, right, right. Tanner. And did you choose Tanner? I did. Okay. Uh, I was actually studying flute uh, privately like classical flute stuff and already by the age of like, well, when I entered uh, middle school, I was getting kind of sick of it and wanted to play something else. And so I chose sax as kind of a, a op in opposition to the flute, I guess. An antidote. So yeah, exactly. what made you want to jump on the flute in the first place? There was a flute in the house. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I mean, you know, I, I, did, I started with piano a bit. Um, but then my mom was teaching me piano and it's yeah. always bad to have your parent teaching you. Is that right? So, Why? Oh yeah. Like well, with stick shift, like fathers and daughters. I, I, I taught like four or five ladies how to dra drive manual because their, their pop and or older brothers just had no fucking patience. Yeah. So yeah, the same applies to mothers and sons with piano lessons, I would say. <laughs> okay. 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 So you, you, you want to be a flautist. Well, I'm not bit, sure what I wanted to be with with my flute flute career, but um, I mean, I, I appreciate studying it definitely. But it was it was by the time I got to be a teenager, I was pretty frustrated with the directions or the options that playing professional flute would afford me. So I was already playing sax and teaching myself guitar at that time as yeah a way of getting out of the classical world okay world. the guitar because lots of the music you gave me right so yeah when, when, when does that move come uh like i don't know 13 or something i think i somebody's somebody's father pulled out a guitar from their basement and said here i've never haven't played this in 20 years you can have it and uh it was like some no-name beater guitar and that was my first guitar for a, a good two or three years i think electric or acoustic electric Oh, so you must have got an amp too then. Yeah, I had a shitty little, you know, <laughs> ten watt amp or something that I practiced on. Okay, um, practice. Might, let me, let me ask actually, you about uh, that. Uh, did you do yeah. the lesson thing? Did I? Sorry, what? Do the lesson, you know, like you did with your mom with the piano and shit and the flute? No, no, no. I, I, I just taught myself guitar. So, like learning songs off records and stuff. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, like me and D Bo that's what me and D Boom did. And uh, in fact, uh, a friend of mine, Dirk, the guy who there was a guy who showed us stuff who lived in his car, Roy Mendez Lopez. There wouldn't be no Minuteman without him. And I think he's up in Santa Cruz. Beautiful mm. man. And he, he told he was like about John Coltrane about prac. You got to prac. Yeah. Uh, can I ask you though, what about composing? Did you did you ever do that early on with the guitar? 
yeah, I did. Um, I think like almost right away I started writing out, actually writing out tunes. I remember the first band that I had, I gave them sheet music and they're like, what are we supposed <laughs> to do with this? Now we're talking like a bedroom band, garage band, basement band after school, yeah, right? Band. The afternoon. Okay. Yeah. We were like 14 or something. Right. Right. Band. So you handed think, them out sheet music. Yeah. Yeah. And that went over well. And I think <laughs> second practice, we just started playing, playing off of riffs and stuff instead. Now this band have a name? Uh, probably, but I've forgotten it. <laughs> okay, okay. Do they ever do a gig or just a prac band? In that very original form, no. I mean, that garage band went through about I don't know how many players over the years. Of <laughs> well, whose garage was it? Your, was it your garage? No, it was our my drummer's garage. So, so me the, and the drummer were the. Yeah, the I was going to say he was probably the consistent dude. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Here, I want to play something you gave me here. What it takes to stay, what it takes to leave. All right, cool.
Pedro Show. Start that mu- uh, chunk of music out with what it takes, uh, takes to stay, what it takes to leave. Aiden Baker. And then Needle Nails Live 2, San Francisco Adobe Bookstore, June 25, 2021. Victoria Shen with her invention where she puts <laughs> on a port hand uh, a stylus on four of her nails so she can get four scratchings going. The same <laughs> yeah, humans are resourceful. Digging it. And uh, after that, PK with distance, Patrick K uh, out of DC area, and his new solo record is fucking great. And Bombs Prendon out of DC area also from their archive, Pounding the Stick. These guys did four or five thousand songs, maybe five gigs. Still going. 40 years or something. Al Margolis with V&V, I'm assuming, which is dangerous, December 1, but it might be Deck 1. Uh, Sam Lockwar out of Iowa City, Mountain Dew guy. Apostrophe's, uh, not apostrophe, comma is important. And finally, Nadja, I don't mind if your hands are cold. Okay. Do you go to college for music after high school? No, I auditioned and was accepted, but didn't go and did literature instead. Okay. So you only applied at one school? No, I applied at a couple different schools. Okay. But um, I I was actually really turned off by the uh, the application process for most of the, the, or the audition process for most music schools at the time. I don't know if this has changed, but... At that point, I was wanting to do like jazz performance, and it seemed so, I don't know, uh, narrow and, yeah, not very adventurous. Like the Witten Marcellus school of one rule, one yeah. way, <laughs> and nothing against him. He's an incredible talent. And that thing with yeah. Ken Burns, I don't even think they mentioned Charlie Mangus. I can't remember. Really? Yeah, I wouldn't shit you, but I could be yeah. wrong. <laughs> Remember on the WAP for Pedro show, there's no wrong answers except from WAP. <laughs> so, okay, I can I can imagine that being a turnoff. And you love music so much, you, you, you don't want to foul it with bullshit. So you keep that pure and you go to literature. I, I got to tell you, Aiden, I use literature all the time for inspiration to compose. Yeah, likewise. Yeah, I mean, but for one thing... You know, there's a level of abstraction, so I'm not totally ripping off other musicians. But uh, there's just something about a word moving you. I mean, what more private way of communicating than the written word, right? It's just scribbles, the cat who scribbled it, and the cat trying to decipher it. Like hardly yeah. any middle person. Yeah, quite true. Right. It's a, it's a trippy thing. It's a pretty incredible form. And I've, I found that as a, a great resource to help me out. Uh, like Double Nickels on the Dime, I just finished uh, Ulysses from Mr. Choice. And oh, nice. All that shit's pertinent all about f- from that, just reading it, you know? Then mm-hmm. I went and read it again like 20 years later in my 40s. It yeah. seemed way more sad. <laughs> but the fucking words <laughs> didn't change. It was probably what. Okay, so uh, literature, uh, you went to school there in Canada? Yeah, I went to school in Montreal, McGill University. Oh, yeah, I know where that is, downtown, right? Yeah. Yeah. In fact, a lot and, uh, of music cats come out of there that I know. They d- May, I don't know and through they, the music program, but like they were going to school there. 
Yeah, I, I thought when at the time when I was there in the '90s, it was kind of pre-music boom in Montreal, and the music scene was quite dead. Oh yeah, uh, the the black uh, the Godspeed guys, right? Godspeed. And the the Spanish Cultural Center, right? Yeah, Salarosa and Castle de Papa. Yeah, none of that existed yet. Right, right. Incredible. I first time I played Montreal was Foo Phone Electric. Ah, uh, yeah. Yeah, and then I even played in Quebec City that same tour, something called Shoe Clock. Okay. Yeah, but 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 anyway, uh, to go to go on. So even though you're doing literature at school, are you doing music on the side with bands? Uh, well, I struggled with bands actually because the scene was was tough at that point. Um, so that was kind of when I started branching out on my own and just doing like solo stuff. Okay. Uh, both in more of a kind of like acoustic guitar folk kind of way and more like abstract Glenn Branca kind of stuff at the same time. Yeah, Mr. Branca. I got to be part of uh, Symphony 13. Oh, nice. Hallucination City uh, for the Los Angeles one. Yeah, beautiful guy. Oh. I really liked him. I think. Uh, Sadly, I never got to see him live before he died. Yeah, yeah. He played a couple times in Toronto, but I always missed it. His uh, wife, Reg, is still going strong. Her projects oh, yeah. and stuff, yeah. But, uh, okay, so you get it. I'm, it's dangerous again, but I'm assuming you got into kind of recording yourself. Yeah. Yeah, I had a, I mean, like a cassette four track, so it was all super lo-fi stuff. Yeah, yeah. But, but still, yeah. you still, you know. That's where you start, right? Right, right, right. Or you spend a buttload of money in somebody else's studio. <laughs> yeah, yeah. The old way, I right? Did. Oh, <laughs> man, old way. Drive up to Hollywood, you know, an hour and a half, two hours each way, and they give the guy $1,500 a day. Yeah. Yeah, I don't miss those yeah. 90s parts. That's why I built Casa Hanzo here at Pizza's backyard, man. All my stuff's Pedro now. And, and here, too. I can't do drums, but I can do it. I'm partnering everything up. Um, yeah, all the new days ain't terrible. So, um, let me tell. Uh, let me ask you: When you graduate, yeah, okay, I'm going to get a career in literature. <laughs> yeah, because that's you know so fruitful. <laughs> well, somehow you end up in Berlin, right? Somehow. Well, yeah. I, I when I graduated, I guess I kind of had the night the idea of being a writer. And uh, I did some postgraduate work in writing and creative writing and stuff and uh, moved back to Toronto and sort of hung out in the literary scene there and found it pretty disillusioning. <laughs> uh, oh, man. <laughs> so sorry. Well, what, and, you uh, know, it, it's a private thing. It's almost like painters, right? And by the way, there's a heavy, well, com yeah, uh, there's a heavy compositional component. To writing. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Right, right. So That's after being disillusioned with the writing scene, what happens? <laughs> I don't mean to laugh, okay? That's so terrible. No, I'm, sorry, it, I'm sorry. It is kind of, well, I don't know if funny is the right word. but Yeah, yeah. I know. <laughs> it ain't. Yeah. Um, no, I guess at the same time, I was still trying to do my solo guitar stuff, ambient experimental music. And uh, in the late 90s, that was kind of getting some uh, attention from people and um even in toronto the scene wasn't as good as in montreal but there were people doing it and uh yeah just started playing out more and getting more 
I don't know, more feedback that way than I was through writing. Can, can I ask if you had anybody inspiring you at the time that was playing? Uh, like in Toronto itself, you mean locally? Or? Yeah, or, you know, I mean, like kind of some kind of movement or was it totally man alone? It wasn't man alone. There was the, there was a, a series called the ambient ping that started around that time. And they were very, they were focused on presenting like an ambient music night every week. Uh, like one day a week, they would have an ambient band, an ambient artist, ambient band, ambient, whatever listening session. And, um, you know, it ranged from stuff like Tangerine Dream to Can to Noi. I mean, Noi's not really ambient, but, you know, it, it was ambient enough that, that it would fit their parameters. Um, and they were super supportive of, like, people doing this kind of music. And they brought out people and they connected people and they really kind of forged a scene. And uh, it was very kind of untrendy and not not you know not latched onto by the hip kids or anything like that but it really provided an outlet for a lot of people that were that were trying to either connect and with people who made this music or just appreciated listening to this kind of music is this still around uh yeah they're not they're they don't do events as as, as regularly as they used to but they have you know like anniversary events um last year they had an online anniversary event because of the whole pandemic shit um and uh, I participated in it from Berlin remotely, uh, you know, did like five minute set uh, that was broadcast in a bar in Toronto. Uh, do you have a, a URL for them? Is it simple? I'm pretty sure it's just the ambientping.com. Ambientping.com. Okay. I want to yeah. check that out, man. Uh, you know, to have some support, it's important, man, especially Absolutely. if you're getting a lot of negative stuff, you know, things, uh, application processes, and then, you know, closed-minded salons. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So so I, I'm, I'm really gl uh, glad and grateful to these people. And they, they exist all the time. And somehow I want to give credit because things don't happen by themselves a lot of the time. Sometimes they do. Yeah. But a lot of times, Sometimes. yeah, but a lot of times, and then the, exactly. the connects aren't that calculated either. They just seem to happen. Yeah. We're at the end of the first hour, Aid. Eh? Uh, cool. July 5, 2021 edition, Watt Pedro Show, special guest Aiden Baker. Hold tight for hour two. July 5, 2021, second hour, Watt Pedro Show.
Well, the drones are the dog laps Swelling in the heat And a lapse Fellowship of peace They re-police the meat Replication overload Replication overload Cherry blossoms melting on my face It's a damn disgrace When you're in the race When you're in the hunt And the dogs are calling Where's my crossover? And there's a pattern for me Where's my crossover? Change by stopping. We change by 
Watford Pedro show. We start off the second hour. Uh, Nadja and Oval with Trapped in a Jar. And Ben Salter, Peacetime Flag Terrain. Lucas Sabella, P is for Psoriasis. Love his music, man. It's intense. But these titles. Yeah, I think maybe he just had a son learning him the alphabet. He's got all these. And Hypno Drone Ensemble. This is from you. Feed Forward. Yeah. Tell us a little about these. Pro- I mean, they don't have your names on it. You know, obviously, Nadja is an ongoing concern, right? Yeah. But no, no. let's not jump ahead. Let's let's take it back from uh, ambient okay. uh, peak days. So what do you do yeah. from then? Well, well, this is like early 2000s, I guess. And uh, I start, started releasing music. And I'd done a few tapes here and there myself in the 90s. But uh, once uh, CDR labels kind of started popping up, suddenly I seemed to have an outlet. And it wasn't just, you know, a couple people in a local coffee shop kind of thing. It was actually kind of the Internet was giving us a global global reach here and uh, making connections for people doing ambient experimental music uh, more possible. So, yeah, I started being able to release music um, and making networks. I know what uh, you mean. I I started my show 20 years ago, uh, last May, two months ago. Oh, yeah. Okay. So things started changing. Yeah, we can use the Internet for more things than just spreading bullshit and lies. We can also (laughs) connect music. Yeah, and that was a big change for me. And that gave me a whole new community of people. Well, what about Torrin? At this point, I hadn't really done any touring, I guess. Um, mostly it was just playing in Toronto, occasionally in Montreal. Uh, the odd time, I think we played in Buffalo or Chicago or something, but that that was about it. Just a gig, right? No, to- I got to tell the listeners, Canadian guys wanting to tour in the land of the free, <laughs> got to burn their ass jumping through a lot of hoops. It's terrible. Yeah. Then, or uh, sneak across and uh, be crafty that, about it. Which I don't advise people. But, uh, be, yeah, because if you get on a list, you'll never get in again. I think Damo, well, maybe Damo's going to get in finally, but for a lot of years. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so how do you get to Berlin? Well, um yeah, how did we get to Berlin? Well, we started doing, my wife and I, Leah, uh, we started doing Nadia records in about 2005 and um, as a duo, and people started wanting to hear it live. So we started playing shows, and uh, we signed with Alienate Records in uh, Montreal, and, and they were they were really good, good for us. Did a few albums with them, and uh, it really kind of, I don't know, jump-started uh, a music career for both of us, even though Leah didn't necessarily want a music career at that point, but she came along for the ride. But Nadja uh, becomes like a tour band. Yeah, it, it became one anyway. At that point, we were still doing one-offs here and there, but we started going to Europe, I think, the first time in 2005 or six, and, and playing shows and touring, and you know, suddenly realized it was a viable option. Um, and also that Europe was way better for touring than Canada, 
not just because of the distances, but there's simply more people here. And so you can have an audience. You can play every night and, you know, have a decent audience, make some scratch and, you know, keep going. So, uh, yeah, 2009, end of 2008, I guess we came here for a while and then officially moved to Berlin in 2010. Yeah. It's like living in SoCal and looking at a map at New England. God, we live there. Look yeah. how close the gigs are. <laughs> but you're right, yeah. too, about the population thing. Uh, but yeah, I still it, like playing Canada, but you're right. It, 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 yeah, it's a little more... <laughs> yeah. A little more pioneer spirit. I want to play this Red Robin. Yeah, I, oh, yeah, I think okay. this is like a trio. Yeah.
Walk for Pedro show that Chucky music started with Baker Goff Harris No Place Trio. <laughs> That's a name. Ensemble. Red Robin. Then DK with Awakening. Not Dead Kennedy's people. It's the cat that goes by DK. Trapper Shope after that with I Am a Rider. And finally, Baker Colochia Mueller. Mauve. Yeah, one of my favorite colors. Right up there with Puce. <laughs> no, no. Tom Watson loves having fun with that word. Of course, you know, he, he, he knows art and that stuff yet. Uh, but I, I noticed there's a baker in both those projects. Is it yeah. the same one? You? That's me. That is me. <laughs> All, right. All right. So what's the difference between those two? Pro- and also the one we played last, uh, the Hypnodrone Ensemble. Hypnodrone, yeah. Hypnodrone is like a, a a loose collective. The only the only rule is we have to have at least three drummers. <laughs> okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Full trap set, right? Yeah. Yeah. Of course. Uh, so it's it's a challenge touring with them, but we've done some we've done some small tours at least. Yeah, I tried that. I had a band with two drummers, the crew of the Flying Saucers. I actually had to bring another boat, and this baby wouldn't <laughs> fucking. Kept breaking down on poor Vince. Oh man, but but anyway, okay. Uh, and, and are these projects you initiated or ones you joined? Uh, a combination. Okay. Um, yeah, uh, the one the no place is a bit more is a bit more of an active trio. Simon Goff lives here in Berlin, uh, and we play together a lot. And Thor Harris. Maybe, oh, I know Thor Harris, Austin know, yeah, drummer right? man. Thor right. Everybody. Uh, <laughs> yeah. No, uh, he was a uh, guest on the show, and I've played a lot of his music. Oh, uh, cool, nice. Drummer man, yeah. writing for a long time with Michael and the Swans and stuff. Yeah. 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 So, and we've we've done a couple tours together, or one big tour with No Place and a couple records, hoping to do another one. Um, and the other one with Faith Kalachia from Mammifer and John Mueller, uh, he's out there. Um, they're both American. So that one was like a long distance album that we uh, recorded through file sharing. Try trading files. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. I've done buttloads of that. I, I actually for years now, I mean, it got more intense with this sitch, but as soon as I found yeah. a way of fucking doing it. Yeah. I did it back with dose days with K uh, with four track cassettes. Oh, really? Yeah, we tried, she had to go to, after graduating UCLA, she did an internship at Yale. And so I would send her these things. That's how we put together the first Dose album. So wow. I've kind of been in this thing. I'm not saying it's a replacement, but it's. I think it's a valid way of doing shit. Sometimes yeah, a lot less yeah. pressure. Can I ask you something I've noticed? Sure. Auslanders. You play with... Yeah. It seems Auslanders like to play with Auslanders. Yeah, that's kind of true. I mean, I mean, I do play with some Germans, but um, yeah, I mean, the musicians population here is so uh, multinational, international. Oh, no, I know that it's beautiful. That, um, it's a, it's an artist city. You yeah, know, uh, Larry. So you, are, you know Larry Mullins? Yeah, I know him. Yeah, I did, got to do two years last shift with the Stooges with him, and he's been oh, there. Nice. For, he's been there many years. Yeah, exactly. And uh, yeah, I, I just wondered. Now, Larry, Larry plays with all kinds of people, but it seems uh, other music friends I have, it seems, yeah, they graduate 
gravitate towards and maybe just that's the social circles i don't know i don't know it is kind of a social circle yeah that the idea of the expate yeah yeah, I don't pronounce it that other way. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like some guy from Ireland, right? <laughs> you know, and, uh, nothing wrong with that, but uh, yeah. so I say Pete. <laughs> Just to fuck with people. And uh, so, so l l like when you do these, uh, like these trios uh, and uh, collabs, how, yeah. how is the com composing? Do you bring in tunes or you can, do you guys do it together no mostly, no mostly it's pretty improv um and a lot of times we just you know book a studio for as long as we can afford to and and play for three hours or something and then chop it up and make tunes out of it that way oh, like miles smiles and uh on the yeah. choir and stuff yeah i yeah. did that once with the saccharine trust way back in the 80s when they're, they had this gig you know we're gonna make it all up as we do it and then the bass player is really good. Got scared the night before. I ain't going to do it. So they have what? They put me in a... Everybody had to wear a tuxedo. It's the only time I've ever worn a tuxedo. <laughs> and uh, it's called World Broken. But I think that's a good thing because, you, yeah, you can scissor the clams and show the not so interesting uh, yeah. stuff. Uh, we're at the end of the second hour. Uh, July 5, 2021 edition. Watt Pedro show special guest, Aiden Baker. Hold tight for hour three. July 5, 2021, it's the third hour of the Watt for Pedro show.
Watch for Pedro Show. Started the third hour off with Whisper Room and Luno Lunacod No Five, I guess. Interesting. Lunacod. Okay. Yeah, it's a Russian satellite. Oh, okay. Probably something to yeah. do with the moon. I used yeah. to know about that stuff. Russian or Soviet? Soviet, yeah. Okay, yeah, those days. So much so secret, I remember growing up. Space race stuff. Then we had Check It from Oons, which was a proj of uh, Zev, incredible cat. Uh, Blake Edwards mm. turned me this. This is live at Target Video, San Francisco, Feb 24, 1980, part two of two. He took care of him in his last days. Fucking cancer was killing him, but he was such an inspiration. He, he would put up this percussion stuff. Not so much this project. This was more spiel, but he'd almost get killed by this stuff, you know, because it was swinging, right? And big iron. and yeah. Then finally, Nadja with uh, all memories of traces of tears. What's the composition process for Nadja? Um, usually it starts with a very kind of rudimentary sketch. That, that becomes like the backbone of the tune, and then we pile shit on top of it. Uh, you know, more guitars, lots of sounds, effects. Um, so, so at, like at a very rudimentary level, there's a fairly simple tune there, but building it up is kind of our process. Right. And you keep that special to Nadja versus these other things. Well, tell me about Whis Whisper Room. What's Whisper Room? Whisper Room, that's a, a, uh, a trio I started when I still lived in Toronto. And uh, this last album we did through file sharing again because the other two guys are still in Toronto. Um, and yeah, it was it was about, yeah, making space rock, basically. Um, <laughs> well, the, we, both, we should name we all, the two guys there, Aiden. Name the two guys. Uh, Jacob Thiessen on drums and Neil Wiernick on bass and a laptop doing processing. Um and we've got a couple guests on this record doing percussion and giving it that extra kind of weird, crowdy clatter that's going on. You know, the, the, these projects that you got as trios, do you search yeah. out like rhythm sections? No, it's not that I search them out. I think it's just you, you, people that I play with or meet or have some kind of connection with and we talk about playing together. Um it's less about like me searching them out and more about coming together through a community like we were talking earlier. Right, right. Okay, maybe a bad choice of words, but like, it seemed, you know, like Jimmy's going to go find a, you know, a, a bass and a a drummer, right? And Mitch yeah. Mitchell, yeah, he's my Elvin Jones. And like, he didn't even hear no red and play, he liked his haircut. <laughs> right? The guy thought he was going to play guitar with him. Never played bass before. <laughs> so that's why I'm, I'm curious about that kind of stuff you know like you know yeah. I'm, a, I'm a guitar man and i'm looking for a situation the, these two guys or uh, it's more like uh, egalitarian right yeah I, I like to approach that 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 egalitarian approach much more it's more about yeah coming together and making music less about seeking people out to to make a band now it's your your turn to play with me <laughs> and now it's your turn i remember this one fucking tour i did all three of the touring bands, you know, they were all together for all the gigs. But I was in all three, so I never got off the fucking stage. Oh, that's right. It was terrible. Even though the music was way different, it was like, now your turn. Now it's your <laughs> turn. <laughs> it was like, ah, what? <laughs> I didn't do that again. I think it was late 80s. Um, here's another thing. 
uh, prodigy gave me. Caldal. Caldal. Okay, Caldal. Yeah. Okay, like Cadillo, like a strong man? (laughs) No, it's like it refers to uh, estuary flow in a river, apparently. Ah. Uh, The drummer drummer gave us the name. He's a Spanish dude, uh, Colombian, actually. Uh, Yeah. Because Cadillo, you know, yeah, is the, the strong man. But but estuaries are interesting. That's actually the East River in New York City. It's actually the ocean. They're not rivers. Yeah.
Pedro Show. Last music for this edition. Start off that chunk with Cadal 451S2. Interesting title. Mm-hmm. Probably comes last, right? Or do you guys begin um, with titles? 
Well, we'll get to it. Well, Skullcaster was side A of his reevaluation. Re uh, this is Chris Cones. He was on the show, I think, uh, Friday. Very uh, fucking yeah. happy music. And then finally, Dagdrum. Or Dagdrum. From Dagdrum. Yeah, Dagdrum. Yeah. Ruski word? Uh, Norwegian. Norwegian, okay. Okay. Yeah, why not? You know, cosmopolitan. Love it. Exactly. Yeah. So, but, but in likeness to Caudal. Um, yeah, Caudal is uh, Felipe Salazar on drums and uh, Gareth Sweeney, uh, who I mentioned as a big Minutemen fan on bass. Yeah, thank you. Um, very kind. He, um, we, we started, they, we were all living in Berlin when we started up. We're now all in different cities. So when we're going to play again, we don't know. But uh, yeah, it started up as a kind of, Trance punk band, I guess, making kind of punky music with spacey elements. <laughs> yeah, for example, this title is it the name of a star or something? Uh, no, it was. We kind of it's a mashup of the subway line that was near our rehearsal room, and I think the number of the rehearsal room itself. Okay, <laughs> it's trippy, but Pretty that shit. but you know, <laughs> no wire had a song called "One Hundred Six Beats at." And when I found out it was like the number of syllables that the guy who wrote it came up with while he was on the train going to practice, almost the same trip. <laughs> and, you know what I mean? It's hard to know about yeah. that stuff. And, well, yeah. and, and, and Okay, two things I want to ask you about. This idea of yeah. genre, because you keep, uh, you kind of define these projects by a certain kind of genre or something. Like here's space trance, here's tra uh, this thing and that. Uh, and, and then... Uh, yeah. Is genre a necessary evil? Yeah, or, yeah or something. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. Is there, you always have to you have to give stuff a label or people don't know what they're listening to. But at the end, personally, do you believe music's music? Yeah. yeah. I mean, it's unfair to say that, uh, you know. But obviously, there's so much music in the world that if you put a couple tags on it, that'll help people listen to what they want to listen to. So they just stay entrenched in their own little pill boxes <laughs> you don't want to blow some minds no 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 i'm just well, i'm just you, being use the right tag see i'm just putting that that out there it's just uh, uh what do you call that hyperbole uh, hyperbole uh, yeah, okay. right yeah. trying to uh, uh wrestle the uh, paradigm <laughs> <laughs> that's all that's all just having fun with it and and then uh yeah Instrumental music, how important are titles? Uh, for that project, I'm not especially. I think it's, it's you know, we, we give it a title just to have a title, basically. You know, it, it's more about what people take out of it than what the title says. Okay, so titles aren't that important. You know, well, it, it, depend. it, it depends on the song, I guess. Yeah, well, songs it? with lyrics, right? You're, you're giving away other information. That's why I said yeah. instrumentals, and it's... I always give this example of uh, John Coltrane, you know, Alabama. As soon as you read that, you, you know, the, you're thinking of the yeah, four girls, right? Even though he's phrasing like from Dr. King, right? He's speaking. Right. But just by that name, right? It, and, you know, I got a, a piece of music of his charting out Love Supreme. And he says, quote, Alabama on it. It's like one of the instructions near the end. Mm. So, yeah, like you say, point of reference just for the guys making it or people making yeah. it. Yeah. 
So where can people find you on the internet, Aiden? Um, you can find my solo work at AidenBaker.bandcamp, AidenBaker.bandcamp.com. And with Nadja, it's Nadja.bandcamp.com. Uh, there's tons of music up there. A lot of it's free if you want to download it for free because we like to give shit away uh, or we want people to hear stuff. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So there's lots of music up there. And well, uh, you can find links to all my other projects there as well. Okay, people, check it out because Watt is going to play. I'll be playing more of your stuff. Cool. Big thanks again to tell Andrea for the connect and, and, awesome. and for you making time for me and being on the show. Thanks so much, Aiden. Yeah, my pleasure. Truly. Uh, and, and tell Gareth, thank you. And, and work that case. <laughs> <laughs> People, it's been July 5, 2021 edition. Watt Pedo Show. Keep your powder dry.